Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Half and Half Podcast. This is episode four. We're back again, and Shizuka, why don't you do the introduction for our new guest? <laughs> the introduction, that was it. I mean, for a we have a okay. guest here. All right, everybody, so welcome back to the Half and Half Podcast. This is Max, I'm Shizuka, and we have a special guest, Miss Sharni Fenn with us today. Hi. <laughs> and Sharni is really awesome. She's a lawyer and a model, which I cannot think of a cooler combination. Oh, that's just cute. very badass. And she's got a really cool TikTok where she has very cute videos but like pranking a grandma her yes. japanese grandma I, that's how i that's how i found out about you was, that was the video th- yeah you were pranking she was pranking her japanese grandma we're gonna have to put a clip in here somewhere <laughs> but of you putting her name as like a tattoo oh, on your body yeah, yes, yeah. I saw that too. or really pretending you dressing up as a guy dating you yeah right? yeah as that's Eric or something. yeah <laughs> she went along with it for a little bit hello today i'm going to dress up as a boy and see what my grandma says when i introduce myself as my boyfriend hello <laughs> They're already a little bit bushy, but I'm gonna make them a little bit more bushier. She, I, I think it's so funny because I was, you know, I have a Japanese grandma. I was like, oh man, I wish like I did something like that. That would have been hilarious. So, yeah. that's uh, adorable. I think it's yeah. the funnest, like the cutest family thing to do on TikTok. It's super yeah. cute. Yeah. I don't want to like, I don't want to do any pranks that'll give a like a heart attack. So I just, I do like, <laughs> yeah, of course, I do safe, right. safe pranks, safe pranks, safe pranks, safe very safe yeah. pranks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she can tell, like, it's obvious that you've done it multiple times. So it's yeah. at this point she's. Probably expecting something. Yeah, that's that super cute. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh If you guys want to check out Sharni's stuff, she's on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all of that stuff. Yes. And Sharni, of course, also Hafu, like us, like the whole team. We also have Kai here today. Hi guys. Koji yeah. Mochi's in the back. Koji as Mochi. usual. We're all haps today. He's running stuff behind the, the scenes. Uh, yes. So we're. It's a Hafu party today. It is a hafu party, Ooh. but let's talk about Sharni a little bit. You know, you're from Australia originally, or yeah. did, were you born in Australia or were you born in Japan? I was actually born in Sendai, okay. and then I lived in Sendai until I was four, and then I moved to Australia, and then I've been in Australia ever since. Wow. So my dad's Australian, my mom is Japanese. Okay, and oh. you went, well, most of your life you're in Australia going to school, and you've just moved to Japan maybe two years ago. Yeah. And as as a lawyer or was this you came as a lawyer to japan or what was the the process um, here i actually went to komazawa daigaku mm. for exchange for six months and then i loved it i was like japan's awesome like i want to live here and then i came here for work like modeling work and then i got my law my lawyer license like three months ago i'm very fresh <gasps> very fresh very fresh Ooh. um and yeah so the legal stuff i've only been doing recently mm-hmm. do you have to cool. do that in is it do these licenses transfer like internationally for australian law japanese law or no so there's like i have to do two years experience in my home country 
like mm-hmm. where I got my law qualification, and then I can transfer it. But I don't have any experience in Australia yet working as a lawyer, so I can't technically use my qualification in Japan. Oh, okay. Ooh. So how are you working yeah, in Japan as a lawyer? Yeah. Um, I work at an international firm, so it's not like Japanese law. Oh,、uh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So you get to actually use the what you studied in Australia yeah, and your job. Yeah, which is good.、Now. Yeah.、Uh, what kind of and what what do you practice or what is the I guess not. What do you say? Niche. <laughs> like, what? How do you say this for lawyers? I say niche. Well, I no, no. I mean, like,、right. well, how do you? You know, are you a divorce lawyer? Are you a、uh, you know accidents lawyer or tax?、Oh, law, you know, all、um, this. I work at a family law firm, so we do like divorce. Um, like international divorce, inheritance, things like that. <gasps> Those are some really fascinating issues.、Yeah. Um, you, is... We could probably even do a whole episode on like some of those issues. <laughs> you want to talk about divorce? Yeah, yeah. No, divorce. Let's talk about this. Is also a hafu issue, like international marriage. Yeah.、Uh, you know what happens to the custody of the kids、mm. and all that. So that is a pretty heavy topic. Maybe we could have you on another time to talk、yeah. about that. But. Today, I think it'd be really cool to talk about your experiences, like growing up as a hafu in Australia, and then come back to Japan. And also,、mm. I really want to hear about your experiences, like modeling, because you also did Asia's Next Top Model. I did, yeah, which is really cool. And did you do that in Australia, or、I、where d- was that? I did that while I was in Australia. Okay, but the filming was in Thailand. Oh wow!、Yeah. Oh. Super exciting! Oh, okay. Oh, Thailand. And that was what year? Two thousand eighteen or something? Two thousand eighteen. Okay. I think I was. What's that? I, oh, I don't know. What's that? What's twenty twenty? See, I told you I can't do math. I was like, I told you. I, I, thought, like, I thought, said you were good at math. I thought you said yeah. Oh, four years ago. Earlier, she just said she was good at math because she did like Japanese school. Japanese school in Australia. It was like she had to go to school and learn math again. On top of the Australian school,、oh, minus, four, minus four. Minus four. Minus <laughs> four. I was twenty. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only took thirty seconds. Don't worry. I'm, I'm also equally as bad. I don't. I don't want to even go there. No, it's, it's all but, good. I'm the worst, probably, out of everybody here. So I'm not. I'm not even one to talk. But by, by the way, guys, I'm. I'm sorry for interrupting, but、uh, we forgot to mention my hair. So for、uh, oh, the, for a lot of the viewers, like they, they, we haven't even talked about it. I was Zorro for Halloween, and I actually dyed my hair. So yeah, that explains the viewers who are actually watching this on YouTube. Oh, this、dude? that explains my hair. Yeah, is this the? Oh, yeah.、Oh. Zoro,、oh, he's back here. You watch One Piece? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. As as per usual, I'm surprised you even got this, especially since. Yeah, I saw. Oh, because you saw yeah, the name. Saw, okay, I but like... I was like, yeah, he doesn't actually have green hair here. But yes, well, but that was cool because our last episode we talked about Halloween in Shibuya in Japan, and you actually went to Shibuya Halloween. Yes.、So. As Zoro, and those pictures were pretty badass. So, oh, arigato,、um, zaimas, kata jikenai. Make sure those pictures are in the YouTube video here. You guys can check that out. Yes. But, yes.、Uh, Yeah, sorry to derail that. Yes, but just I just had to mention it because、yes. some people were probably seven minutes into this video, like, "Why is Max got green hair?" <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yes. Anyway, back to our main story. So,、um, actually, yeah, I want to know. So, you actually grew up in Sendai until you were four, and then、mm-hmm. you moved to Australia. Did you feel a significant culture shock when you first moved to Australia? To be honest, I don't remember because I was four. Okay, but. My mom, like my parents, told me that when I first went to Australia, like my first language was Japanese. So when I went to Australia, apparently, like I couldn't speak English. Like I, I couldn't speak English at all.、Mm-hmm. So 
I went through a phase where I just wouldn't talk at all because I couldn't speak English and no one could understand Japanese. So、mm-hmm. I was having like trouble communicating with other、mm-hmm. kids. So I did preschool twice. Like I,、um, what's it called? Did two、oh, units. What, what、yeah. is it called?、Unit? Repeat. You're, Unit. I, yeah, I you're, you're held I, back. I, <laughs> like, that's the, that's the thing no one wants to hear. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> I got held back. I did preschool twice because the first, the first year I didn't talk to anyone. And then they,、oh. they, like my teacher said, We think that she should do it again so she can make friends. And then, so I did preschool again. And、oh. then I finally started learning English. Wow. So before you didn't, you couldn't, yeah, could not speak English. Yeah. Wow. And apparently I was like this silent kid and I just like sat in the sandbox and made like onigiri. Oh, that's so cute. It's, it's、no、also kind of sad <laughs> at the same time. Kawaii so, kawaii to kawaii so. It's like at the same time. It's cute.、Yeah. It's kawaii and kawaii so,、uh, which means cute、oh. and. Like, unfortunate.、Right? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so、um, does your dad speak Japanese? Because your dad's Australian, right? Yeah, he does. So, my dad speaks Japanese, but my mom doesn't speak English. So, our household, we speak mainly Japanese, like a mix. Hey, oh, this is a new one. Like 70% Japanese, 30% English. I think. Wow. That's,、Ooh. I'm always used to hearing like the English,、uh, Japanese person has to learn English or something like that.、Yeah. But it's different for you. It's、yeah. your dad is the one who speaks the other language. Yeah. That's very cool. So your parents met in Japan, I take it? They met in Australia, but they came back to Japan. And then until I was four, my dad was in Japan. So I think he spent like five or six years in Japan and he was working as an English teacher.、Mm-hmm. And that's how he learned Japanese. Wow. Good、Very、for him、nice. for、yeah. like picking up the language so fast as well.、Yeah. And now that's just the, the main mode of communication. Yeah, my mom's like, my mom's lived in Australia like 20 plus years、mm-hmm. and she's like, No English for me. She doesn't know. Like, she can understand it, but she doesn't speak English.、Mm. Okay. So I get that. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a big struggle for Japanese people who have to move abroad for、yeah. various reasons, especially if like, it's with the family.、Um, and I think some Japanese people, because of their personal experiences, like sometimes with discrimination, they feel less confident to actually speak yeah, it. That's, that's what my mom went through. So. My, someone teased my mom like, with her English pronunciation.、Oh. And then from there, it's just like, like trauma.、Yeah. Like she's,、mm. She doesn't have the confidence to speak English anymore.、Oh. So she kind of lost it at an early stage when she came to Australia. So she doesn't like, try to speak English. Oh my goodness. That's, That's actually the same with my mom. And my、oh, really? mom. <laughs> What? Really? Well, no, no, she does. But you know, she, has, she has a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say self doubt, but you know,、yeah. because of how people might have treated, like, oh, like, you know, ostracize her a little bit. Yeah. You know, that she can't feel accepted. There's not like a big support group. And so she, she speaks great English, in my opinion, but she always says, I can't speak English. I'm、oh. like, you're, you're speaking it right now. You understand everything. You're saying everything. You know, you understand everything I'm saying right now. Obviously, you know, I, I would say I speak Japanese, but、I'm, I don't understand everything. A hundred percent, especially in like certain situations,、mm, but、yeah. it doesn't stop me. I, but yeah, obviously, we have a different upbringing than、we、our have, and we have a different、parents. experience with、um, discrimination, I think, from our Japanese mothers. And my mom is also very like she speaks English very well. And she,、uh, my mom was a single mom, so she had to work, so obviously, she was using English. But there were times where she felt really like I think she. At home, she wouldn't speak English at all because、mm. she just 
didn't like it. She used it because she had to, but she didn't feel confident about her accent and all mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's a more common thing than I realized yeah. since all three of our moms have that kind of an issue. Yeah. I don't, wow. it's, it's probably the generation gap. I feel like now people who are young and Asian women go abroad. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. But it, it, to me, it feels like the stigma, if you have an accent, is like way less, especially since Asian culture and stuff like that is more popular yes. nowadays, that it's a little bit more accepting. And I, I would feel like people are a little more comfortable now so. traveling, yeah, especially, with the, especially yeah. with the internet. Like if you feel alone, you have your phone and you can like get support somewhere through social media or somebody that you can look up, you know, on the internet, like I need help you know I, I live abroad I don't mm-hmm. speak the language what do I do right for our parents it was not like that no yeah, there was no you couldn't really seek help it was, so it was very isolating yes um, in those in those days but on that same thread when you went to Australia as a child um, yeah. and you were growing up there did you also feel like you experienced discrimination from like other adults other children like what was your experience Ooh, the Haku discrimination talk Haku Japanese. <laughs> let's unpack it um, uh, unpack this so when i was growing up like in primary school in my school it was like predominantly white like white australians so all my friends were blonde blue-eyed and they were asian kids but there was only like a handful of us there wasn't many of us so i remember like primary school i was kind of bullied for like looking asian just like I, I'm sure like you guys have probably like had similar comments, but like your eyes are so small or your, mm. your food smells or your food's disgusting or just like things like that. But as a kid, that stuff hurts you. Mm-hmm. And I was so like self-conscious of the fact that I was Asian because like in my head, I thought like being Asian equaled being like not cool or being ugly. And so like, I remember like, I, I regret this so much, but I remember like telling my mom, I don't want to take like onigiri or Japanese bento to school. Like I didn't want to stand out. I didn't mm. want to be like looked at as the Asian. So I would try, just try and be like everyone else as mm-hmm. possible. Right. Mm-hmm. But I get yeah. that, yeah. How, how long do you think you were like that for? I think until high school, because when I went into high school, it was a lot more multicultural. There was a lot more Asian kids. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot more mixed kids as well. So that kind of died away as I got older, but primary school was like when there was a lot of, um, I just, I guess kids just weren't educated. Like they didn't, yeah. they don't have any experience with people who look different to them, I guess. But mm-hmm. And we're talking about right. primary school as in what, fourth grade, fifth grade, yeah. it's yeah. range. So what is that? That puts you at like 10, 11 yeah, years old? Yeah, until I was about 11 or and, 12. Oh, this is funny though, because that's, you know, you're 24 now, Yeah, I'm 32. Uh, so that means I'm what eight years older. So that's like right around like the YouTube era started. You know I what? Think. You know what? Yeah. Um, so when I was when I was um, <laughs> in my first year of high school, when I started when I first started getting like mixed friends, like mixed Japanese friends. Oh, cool. Okay. We watched your video. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We We're bringing this story. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned this a little oh, bit yeah, before. Guys, this is amazing though, because we made a video like ten years ago called. The 12 things that, 12 things that half Japanese people get 
It's like nine, nine years ago. All but the time. I'm not counting, but it's Something like nine. Like that. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. But that video, I swear every hafu in the world has seen that video. And it's just like, this really solidifies it because you, you and your, your hafu yeah, friends watched that video. Yeah. Because when I That's was crazy. that age, there was still not many like mixed Japanese people who were on social media. Right. And so... That's why we made the video because yeah. there were some, but it was... Very few. Yes. I don't. I don't know if you remember, but we were we were in Shinjuku, uh, Coldstone, like Lumine. Yeah. Uh-huh. When we planned out our twelve things half Japanese people get all the time video. Is that where we planned it? I think so. Okay. And we were. I don't know if I was planning it there or we were showing the. I was showing you the videos that were already out, but a lot of the Hapa half Japanese half Asian content was kind of like depressing stuff. Oh. And I was. Yes. To me, I was like, this doesn't represent how I actually feel about everything. You know, like, yeah, there's like some things that are, you know, hard, um, maybe that was difficult growing up or things that you hear all the time or that you get all the time. And the way I was seeing it's like, yeah, I get it all the time, but sometimes I don't really, I don't take this as all negative stuff. Like sometimes it's just like, oh, this is what happens, but whatever (laughs) so so that was that was the whole idea when we were playing this video we saw the other content out there Mm. at the time and this was like 2013 14 and that was kind of what drove the the idea for that video it's like let's put it out there we're like yeah i mean we could talk about things we hear all the time like being half japanese in japan but also a little bit about like what we felt like people said when we were in Canada, yeah, America. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently that's. But you're in high school. You said relatable. freshman. You're a freshman. You said. Or? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was junior. Oh I can't remember if it was my, my late primary school years or my high school years, but I watched it, and I remember because like I watched it, and I was like, "There's people out there who are like me." So, oh my god, that's uh, crazy! Because that's saying, literally why we made it. We're like yeah. somebody younger than us will need to see yeah. this. So, because we yeah. went through it. Yeah, and, exactly. And then we went through college and we, we it was basically like me and you thinking we need to kind of share this experience because we wish we knew this yes. when we were younger. Also, yeah, because I, both you and I, we, I don't think we grew up with other half Asian kids, right? Not many, no. Not- For me, yeah, elementary, junior high, I can't remember there being any other half Asian kids. Um, so I didn't even acknowledge that I was half Asian. I knew it, obviously. I just didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I really didn't know. <laughs> it's weird to say that, but I didn't know it was yeah, a thing. Yeah. I never met anybody else who was half Asian. Uh, to me, I was just Asian. Like, I thought I just, like, went in that category because I didn't know half Asian was a category until, yeah, I think in high school there were a couple of people who were um, also half Asian, but I, like, I couldn't believe it. Um, because actually this is kind of funny because there was, I took a Japanese class in high school and there were, um, there was another girl in that class who was half Japanese. Um, and I think in my gym class, there's another girl who was half Japanese, but they said they were, but I didn't believe that. <laughs> Why? What is that? <laughs> to me, so I, I was the only like example of what a half Asian looks like until this point in my mm. life. And I look very Asian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they didn't look Asian at all. So I was like, are you sure? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Are you sure? Like, I couldn't process it. I was like, you you don't look Asian. Whoa. <laughs> and that's weird coming from me because I was putting some 
ingrained stereotypes uh, against them for not looking oh. Asian. But um, at the same time, I also experienced that on my end for being looking too Asian mm. for being a half So it's oh. weird how that is all kind of interconnected. <laughs> but I really didn't know anybody growing up properly who was like half Japanese. So this university was the first time I really like yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt the community. It it all there. culminated around like the whole YouTube era too. I feel like yeah, you know, YouTube started. So you know, yeah, obviously we were in college, but because YouTube was existed, it was like, oh, this is a place we can share our experiences, mm-hmm. and then it has expanded, and now I don't know. I now there, we got terms like Wasian, Blasian. Mm. Blackanese. Do people say Wajian? I've never heard that. You haven't heard Wajian? No, have you? No. I've heard Wajian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're Wajian. You're not, you're not really on like TikTok. No, so like, exactly. <laughs> she's like, she's like, to get on. I mean, I know Blasian. I just, I didn't know Wajian was now the other term. Yeah, yeah. And now there's Asian fishing. That's like people wanting to look Asian. Yeah. So how the tables have turned yeah, people, now it's almost how the, how the turns have tabled the turns have tabled the turns have tabled yes. hard you know what i actually got a comment today on one of my tiktok videos and the comment was i hate it when mixed people think they are the victims unfollowed <laughs> so they unfollowed me because i made a video talking okay. about like asian, so petty yeah like mixed asian experiences mm-hmm. and yeah the comment was something along the lines of that and I think a lot of people don't view us as like victims. Like, I don't yeah. view myself as a victim, but mm. I think we're definitely like a minority and we had experiences, like good experiences as well, but we also had not so good experiences. Yeah. Definitely uh, built character. Yeah, yeah. Definitely gave me some character, but it wasn't, character. it wasn't a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to, yeah. I don't really want to put a lot of weight into that comment because it's just some random comment on TikTok, yeah, but I'm just, yeah. I'm trying to unpack like what do they mean yeah yeah like so, is it better to be half asian now than it i think they so, think it's cool like i think it's gotten to the point where people think that being half asian is great you get like the best of both cultures mm. also people believe that eurasians look nice like an exotic so maybe it's become popularized but the reality is when we were kids things were not as open-minded yeah yeah so for you when you were growing up do you feel like people um i don't know made fun of you for how you looked or like not just like the food thing but like do you feel like people kind of you know made comments about you growing up i like was similar to what you said before like people didn't look at me as mixed they just looked at me as asian so mm-hmm. i was known as like the asian kid so i looked at myself as just asian right mm-hmm. so i didn't really identify as like mixed or biracial until like a lot a lot later on mm-hmm. like when i was late teens right but mm-hmm. i think i just had like a lot of internalized racism i was just like oh yeah i just i didn't like being japanese for a long time I really didn't I like it. Japanese yeah. is so cool now. It's, like, it's so yeah. funny. <laughs> like, it took me a while, but I got there. Yeah, I got yeah, there. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I finally got to the stage where I was like, I love being Jap- like Japanese. I love Japan. Like, mm-hmm. um, this is so cool. Like, why what, didn't I embrace this earlier? What was the change for you? Like, what made you switch to liking Japan? I think it was the change in my environment. Like, just the people around me. Like, I realized, like, it wasn't a bad thing to be to be half Asian or like to be Asian, but also like 
on TV or on social media, I was starting to see people who were like me. So like you have role models to look up to. Mm. Um, but like, and when I was little, and I'm sure like when you guys, like a few, until recently, all the Asian characters in movies, like they were always like, you know, the nerds or like the, yeah. the unattractive person. And so like you grow up with that, mm-hmm. like that image. And I thought I was that, but yeah, I think like as social media like grew mm. and my role models changed and my friends changed, I could relate to people like that more. And then that's what changed for me, I think. That's, yeah, that's actually huge. And that, that kind of goes back into the importance of having role models that yeah. look like you. And having like, yeah, people like us or like just minorities in <laughs> entertainment or like yeah. out there. I'm sorry, this just reminded me of how people were so angry at Dragon Ball Evolution, how they turned Goku into a white guy. Yeah, because, that you know, really old movie, Goku, right? everyone, all the Asians were like, Goku is the one person we can look up to. Yeah. He's Asian. And then he became not Asian. And so everyone was like, come on. <laughs> this is the one thing we had. That was ridiculous. This was like 2008, though. Yeah. I don't, like, terrible, terrible movie. Don't I, watch this. I also, no one watched this I movie. I also made the mistake of watching it. Oh. <laughs> because I mean, it's Dragon Ball. Everyone wow. wants to watch it. Yes. That was probably one of the worst movies that was ever. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, you good. You could watch good. it. Just, if you want to cringe really hard, you could watch don't, that movie. Don't watch if it. you ever feel like cringing, you could watch <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. If you ever feel feel like cringing <laughs> intentionally watch Dragon Ball Evolution. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that we are now, like, entertainment is finally valuing mm. Asian people and even mixed Asian people in entertainment and media. And, like, we actually have our own place now. Yeah. You, you know what? Um, this is... Have you ever heard of the bamboo ceiling? <laughs> like, I know the term. You know, oh, glass the, ceiling. Yeah, yeah, bamboo ceiling. So, bamboo ceiling is like... Ceiling. So, glass ceiling uh, is a term you use in business. Like, it's hard to climb above a certain threshold. It's it's like a... It's clear. So, you can't see it, but it's there. Yeah. So, it's a glass ceiling. It basically means... I think, is it for women or is it for... Yeah. Okay. Yes, so, for women. women, you know, they can't go beyond the glass ceiling. Yeah, you can bamboo, see the top right. Bamboo ceiling is that, but for Asian people. <laughs> and <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, okay... I understand like that actually I really do understand yeah. okay you know why does this happen maybe there's a pay gap this was back in like 2014 I somebody interviewed me after my video came out mm-hmm. or you know our video for YouTube and they wanted to ask about like what do you think about, about bamboo, bamboo ceiling, ceiling. I've never and I had, a, I had to look it up yeah, yeah. So, so I had to look it up at the time, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I get it because, yeah, like Asians in the office or the workplace in non, in areas where there's not a lot of Asians might not be looked at like as a leader or something like that. So I said in the interview, you know, maybe one way that this is what I felt at the time. And I actually still kind of feel this way is they said, how can we, you know, break out of this bamboo ceiling or whatever. Right. And I actually said, like, I think we just need more Asians in media. So that people can see that they exist and they do all these other things, um, and if you because without that, it's very hard to. I don't know as society. I don't know if this is as humans. It's hard to see if you don't see it already happening. Yeah. You and instead, all you see from Asians is like, oh, they work at a laundromat or they work at mm. nail salon or they yeah, do this yeah, and that yeah. or the characters yeah, that they portray. Yeah. 
other than Bruce Lee, <laughs> other yeah. than Bruce Lee, right. it's not in like super powerful roles. So it's true. You're either like a martial artist or you work in a laundry. <laughs> Those are kind of the two, or you're just a nerd. Yeah, or you know, like comedy element. So yeah. that's that's why I said yeah. that. That's why I said that at the time. And the guy who was interviewing me seemed like he didn't really agree. <laughs> like maybe he, oh, I don't know. What did it, he say? Uh, he just didn't really have much reaction to what I said. Oh, um, which. Maybe I just told it poorly. Maybe I, I said what I wanted to say poorly. But now the way I feel is I'm, I still feel like it. maybe it's a little bit true just because, especially in the last, I don't know, since 2016, more and more Asian characters have been appearing in the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang-Chi. Yes. Shout out to Simu Liu. Yeah. Uh, super cool. And Simu Liu is the man. And I feel like people can look at somebody who's a superhero and be like oh shit like yeah. this guy's this guy's cool it's cool it's something you can look up to mm-hmm. and like it really does like i mean in japanese you could say like like you like you can like have a dream to be as like a, a lead in a superhero movie or you know you there's just opportunities now that didn't exist before so now it's like we can mm-hmm. like I think we can accept that we can be cool, but what people don't realize is that when we were growing up, it wasn't like that. So that's why it was tough. Yeah, but I still think Japan has like a long way to go. Like mm-hmm. in terms of that, like for example, like if I have an audition for I don't know like a film or something, and they they're looking for someone who is Japanese, they don't cast me. They they yeah. say I'm too white. Right. But if they're casting for someone who is like Gaikokujin, mm-hmm. and then like a foreigner yeah. and then I go they say I'm too Asian looking but, but also like I don't want to talk on behalf of like people who are mixed like black or mixed Indian because I have friends who are mixed Indian mixed Sri Lankan and um, like it's a lot harder for them than white mixed Japanese people mm-hmm. just because like the oh, this is this is yeah, another yeah, big yeah. conversation but like totally. beauty standards like in Japan like mm-hmm. it's in Japan, I think the media still has a long way to go in terms of like, not just white and Japanese mixed people. Like mm-hmm. there's other mixed, there's, biracial doesn't have one way that it looks. There's like right. so many different types of biracial people. Exactly. What, what has been going on lately in Japan, like on TV? I haven't paid attention in the past few years. I think it's still very much like white, Japanese mixed mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. are like really idolized. Yeah. I haven't, like I don't see any other mixes. There is TV. occasionally, like, there is one guy uh, that I know who's on TV who's half black and half Japanese, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's actually doing quite well on uh, Japanese media because he's quite... Is it June? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's got a big-ass fro. It's just, like, so... Fro. He's so funny. I've, he I've really met him, yeah. He looks like a foreigner, but he doesn't speak English at all. So really? that's kind of his, his selling point. He's, his he's, neta. His yeah, <laughs> he's funny. He only speaks Japanese. Um, he's very interesting to watch. So he's on there, and there's a few people who are non-white uh, and Japanese mix, but it's definitely more rare than, yeah. than you know, the... Eurasian type mm. and that's still idealized mm. I feel like so can can you jump back though back into you're saying you auditioned here in Japan yeah like recently if I, if I go for auditions this is so um, yeah, that's oh, can I stop you there just because yeah. it's you're a lawyer and you're still also you're getting to do both of these things that's law, very cool. law and the modeling gigs and even yes, these yeah. auditions for that's you said awesome. even like movie 
roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so badass. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Law and modeling. Law is like, I would say like 70%. I just do like modeling and um, that side, mm-hmm. entertainment side. And then I would say 30% I do like law work. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like later on in, later on down the track, I want to do just law. But like for now, mm-hmm. I want to do like entertainment and things like that. But very cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really cool. I didn't know you could do both. Like I, yeah, I really can. didn't know as an option. So it's very cool. Yeah, you can do anything nowadays. Anything, yeah. It's like soup. I don't know if it was because of COVID or what, but yeah, definitely in the past two years, it's because there's so many talented people that started to realize, wait a minute, like I don't want to put all my work into this thing mm-hmm. yeah. for I, you guys. I want to do my own thing. And then the companies are like, well, we still want you, so we'll meet your demands. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And that's cool. Yeah, that's 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 what I've been I've been seeing at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also because we kind of live in this world as ourselves mm-hmm. making content, right? So it's just naturally that like people around us are kind of doing the same thing. But right, still, is, yeah. is that the same for like doing law? Is it is it normally that flexible or? I think I'm really lucky. Like where I work now, my boss is super supportive. So he is like, if you have any auditions, if you have any shooting jobs, if you need to go overseas, go. Like you can take as many days off as you want. So he is so lovely. Like he's so, so supportive. Nice. Right, right. And, so, and then like I'll like work from home or I'll um, catch up later. But um. So sometimes you're like modeling, doing all these shoots, and then sometimes it's like I gotta sue the socks off this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna suit up. I gotta sue this. Di- this is divorce. We gotta. We gotta help this. This Yesterday person. Yesterday I was working on a divorce. Oh God! Really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what can? How much are you allowed to say about that? Because um, I, uh, not much. No, but yeah, yeah, but it was an international divorce, and I'm sure a lot of people probably would want to hear a little bit about that because have you ever been on japan life reddit or japan like the reddit where uh, there's a lot of japan reddit where you <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about where i know it's that like, there are yeah i have a kid but my wife left oh, me and took yes. the kid yes i, I know what that. do i do yeah, yeah I know um that. i don't know if that's also what you help with but it probably would be very helpful for some some people who yeah, get i've never worked on stick. like a a case like that before yet but mm-hmm. I'm, it, there's a lot of that mm-hmm. like happening and it's really really sad yeah, yes Every, I, that's why I don't even go on the reddit because <laughs> it's, it's, Japan life reddit there's too much depressing stuff so oh, that's so sad I, uh, I know yeah there's gotta be a careful. lot of that um, but I think it's very important that people like you and uh, well I don't know I think it does help being a hafu to be working on cases like that um, just because you can relate to mm. the issue where like these hafu kids are being you know their judges are deciding on the futures of these hafu kids like oh the hafu child doesn't need to meet their father like there's that's a lot of the uh results of these like family court cases which is like no mm. I, don't, I don't know if that's, like, the, way, I don't know if that's the right choice here yeah. so i don't know i think it's cool that you know as a hafu you can maybe you know in the future be touching on work like that yeah yeah but um also also real quick mm-hmm. i was just going to mention you did print out like all these questions i keep I seeing did. them over yes. here like i, I just want to make sure we actually touch on some of these topics she's very prepared it's a it's a very lawyer preparedness i love it <laughs> yes like, this is I, very lawyer <laughs> i was like when you said what would you like to chat about on the podcast i was like i, I typed it all out and i was like you know what i wanted i would like to 
talk about this, this, this. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. And I feel like we're going through the list um, little by little here. Yeah. Um, there's another thing that I wanted to touch on, which we haven't gotten to yet, but um, you were also doing a beauty pageant because so you're a model. And you also joined a beauty pageant. Mm. And I wanted to know, and I also did a beauty pageant too. I did Miss World, you entered Miss Universe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, when did yeah, you- Yeah, that's big. Yeah, <laughs> Miss World, Miss yes. Universe. We have <laughs> contestants right here. Yeah, that was, I mean, I also didn't um, really, it wasn't like a main priority for me for a long time, but I kind of just ended up doing it because I thought it was an experience I wanted to have while I was still in my 20s. Um, but I wanted to know what your experience was and how, first of all, what year you did it and then um, how you got into that. So I did it early last year. Last oh, year? Last year. Yeah, it was last year. Okay. Was it last year? <laughs> well, you've only been here two years, <laughs> okay, so. it was last year. It okay. must be, so yes. I, I had absolutely no intention of entering like a pageant. Mm -hmm. I, like I've never done competitions before. Um, and I was actually in Harajuku with my friend and I was eating pancakes and then the guy behind me, like <laughs> nice. he just like tapped on my shoulder and he was like, Do, are you interested in joining Miss, um, Miss Universe? And I was like, no. And I, no. Well, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like going back to have pancakes and he's like, I reckon you should try. And then he kind of like really persuaded me into it and he was wow. pretty Japanese much saying, Japanese guy. Japanese guy. So he's like, Nihongo de, he said Nihongo de. like, okay, not and he like just like really persuaded me into it. And I I was at a like time where I wasn't really using my social my social media to talk about like social issues mm -hmm. and I wasn't like sharing things I was passionate about and he was pretty much said like there's gonna be an incredible platform where you can like talk about things you care about and not just be like a model or like an influencer. And I was like, you know what, that sounds great. Um <laughs> and like I think it's time where like I start being a little bit more productive on social media and like actually use my platform for good. And so he persuaded me, but that's that was the reason why I was like, yeah, I want to I will I want to try it out. So cool. yeah. What yeah. what was your like reason to join? That's a good question. Um I guess it was kind of similar to that. I realized in the case of Miss World, so Miss Universe, Miss World, these are some of the two top beauty pageants that exist. Um, so it was kind of appealing to me, the, the bigger ones, but mm. Miss World in particular, they have a really strong focus on, um, like their motto is beauty with a purpose and their focus is humanitarianism. So I think when the pageant first started in England, the, the founder, um, wanted to use like beautiful women as a way to promote awareness for various social issues, which is kind of a clever idea because if nobody is paying attention to social issues on a normal basis, if you get a really pretty girl <laughs> and talk about it, then that's, maybe they'd listen. Maybe, so actually, the, uh, the concept the is kind media. of genius. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, the concept is genius. <laughs> I, I can't even say much. I'm just like listening at this point. You guys have the experience. I'm like, I, I need to let you guys talk and like have this insight of what's yeah. going on here. But yeah. But what I realized is like pageants are not all about just being beautiful it's it's not um they don't judge you based on your beauty um for the most part like they you have to work really hard and like you kind of get in shape and stuff but the main part of it is not your looks it's mostly what you can bring to the table in terms of just being a, a really great 
public figure, charismatic, and having a strong goal. And yeah, I, I thought that was that was one of the things that drew me to Miss World. It was like, well, you can actually um, work toward a purpose that can help society. So I thought that was cool. And mm. I thought, yeah, I, it was kind of in my mind to try a pageant at some point because people had encouraged me to do it in the past as well. Like they said to me, Miss Universe too. Some friends are like, you could do it. And I was like, there's no way I could do Miss Universe. I'm not tall enough. Like I'm definitely not skinny enough. I just thought I couldn't do it. And then I think when I got to the end of my 20s, I was like, well, why not just try it and see if I get in? And I did. So that was the I was like, oh, okay, I guess should have done it earlier. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Oops. Oops. I, I didn't wait, know that I would get it. Waited till the last minute. The last minute. I didn't think that I could do it. But yeah, yeah so that was how I started. Did it. you like it? That's a good question. I I did like it as an experience. I think it was a really cool, um, it was just an experience that you would never have otherwise. It's a, Pageants are very unique. And they really test you on so many different facets of your personality, like your physicality. Um, you know, they do like like exercise tests. Social media is part of the test as well now. That part I wasn't a huge fan of, so there was pros and cons. Yeah. But in general, it was a cool learning experience. Yeah. But how was it for you? As like as an experience, it was really cool, and I got to meet like really amazing like other women, mm-hmm. and it was like definitely out of my comfort zone. So I feel like I got to grow a little bit, but there was a lot of just things that I just didn't really agree with, like the social media, like you said. But mm-hmm. but also there was like different. I it wasn't all negative. It was mm-hmm. fun. Sometimes it was fun, but it was a lot of hard work and I just like midway through it I just felt like it wasn't really my my thing Mm. and I just I was actually like getting ready to pull out but then I got COVID and then I got really sick and so I had to quit so that was kind of good timing (laughs) (laughs) it COVID decided for you (laughs) yeah that was the reason you had to pull out yeah because I got COVID and I was sick for like two months Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah COVID's you... still a thing. That was Omic- Omicron <laughs> at yeah. that time. Ooh, okay. You, like, two months? Two Isn't months? that pretty long? I was, I was like having really bad post-COVID symptoms. Like I was like fainting every day for oh, like weeks. What? It was pretty bad. My gosh. Okay, yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm glad you made it through that. I'm glad you're okay now. That sounds like it was not a fun time. Yeah, not not the best. Yes. Not, not, not the best. Wouldn't do it again. <laughs> one out of ten. One out, one out of ten. Zero out of ten. One out of ten. <laughs> yeah, what was that one for? <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I, it, I grew from the experience. I got out of Miss, okay, Miss Universe. <laughs> I got out of Miss Universe. I got a good story out of it. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, yeah, out yeah. of Miss Universe. Wait, wait, so why were you trying to pull out, though? You just felt like it wasn't really you to be in this like Miss Universe type contest in terms of the social media or you felt what did you feel that made you actually want to withdraw there were times when I still felt like the competition itself was kind of old-fashioned mm-hmm. like very narrow-minded sometimes um, like the whole physicality like they wanted you to be a certain size by a certain time and I just I didn't really agree with that mm, yeah um and so yeah I did just, they actually have a requirement for you like you guys need to be this measurement 
There wasn't like a, a specific requirement, but it would be very like implied. It would be like, you guys want to look your best, right? You gonna work hard. Are you going to work right? hard? <laughs> wow. So like, okay, look at I'm that just... fat. Yeah. You want to burn that fat? You but, do, don't you? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top. Like yeah. what, it, what I would imagine based off like, of right. what yeah, I've so seen. It was like very under the, under the table. Is that, mm-hmm. is that the phrase? Like under the table, that. like... like comments that were like oh i guess i gotta i guess i gotta <laughs> work they, out. which i would, wasn't i'm not really a fan of stuff like that like i want to be this mm-hmm. and then do what i want to do like i don't want to change for anyone so yeah that's, Ooh, that's very strong that's... commendable yeah um yeah that's really interesting to hear about because i do think that um the different pageants are a little bit different yeah slip <laughs> um we were a little stuffy on the, I on heard, the chair oh sorry yeah, yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> i heard miss world they don't have like a swimwear they don't yeah that's a really big thing uh they don't they used to have a swimwear competition like way back mm. like historically but they removed it i think it was in order to focus more on the humanitarian side because it seemed a little antiquated yeah i think that's yeah. i think that's good like my dad was like why are you like walking on a stage in swimwear and getting judged and compared to other girls and i was like true dad that's that's good that's that's a good one you got me yeah um and I, yeah. I didn't have an answer for it and i was like that's really true like if and yeah i think that's one of the things that i just didn't couldn't agree with and yeah i but i don't like i'm not saying like it's a bad competition or it's like you shouldn't do it. I think it's a great platform and I think it's a really good experience, but you have to be a certain person to be able to do it. I reckon it's really hard. I agree. It's not for everybody. Yeah. And I do feel the same way. I think that maybe I wasn't quite cut out for um, making it in a pageant. Like I did it for the first time. I think if I did it again, I would be able to go into it with more knowledge and I'd mm. be more... I understand more what they're looking for. It's tough. It was really tough. Like there were times when we would like all the girls would be lined up and then like one of like the judges or one of the coaches, they would like come up to us and be like, take your shoes off. And then we'd be like, okay. And then if you didn't have your toenails polished, you'd get in trouble. (gasps) (laughs) Oh man. It's like boot camp or something. Yeah. Just like little things like that. It was strict. And I just, I wasn't, yeah, I just wasn't really into that kind of thing, so... I can, I mean... Wow! Because it's a pageant, but also it's, like, competition, right? Yeah. So, I can understand, like, um, how do I say this? Like, if you've ever competed in sports before, though, it's still, you know, you're supposed to win. Yes. And you're supposed to, yeah. you know, as, or even, like, a bodybuilding competition yeah. or aesthetic. It, that's what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Like, if you're, if they make you want to, you know, be in a bikini, it's it, it almost makes me feel like, you know, if you're in a bodybuilding competition, yes, everyone has a great body. Everyone, you can respect the work that they put in. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you have to, it's hard because you have to mm-hmm. take out salt and water like two weeks before the competition. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like so ripped, like on edge. It's not like a healthy thing right. for bodybuilding it's even. But it's like you do it because you want to win. You want to like, it's an accomplishment, all this stuff. So yeah. yes. Some people really like that, you know, they, it pushes them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, it know. is a good motivator. That is, if you, if your goal was to like look a certain way, um, 
then it is a good motivator because like what better time to lose weight than like for a beauty competition or like a bodybuilding <laughs> yeah. competition like it does push you but i think the the aspect about beauty pageants nowadays that's a little bit like conflicting is the fact that they're putting a lot of emphasis on having a humanitarian cause and like being somebody who cares about these things plus also putting a lot of effort or emphasis on your physical appearance mm. so it's like it's kind of like which do you want like yeah. if, it's, if it's a bodybuilding competition they don't ask you to talk about like your cause you know it's like the only purpose is to look a certain way so it's like i get that but for these pageants it's like they want you to be everything and it is a lot yeah so halfway through i was like what does my cause have anything to do with my toes like my toenail color like <laughs> right? that's where i, I kind of yeah. yeah. drew like, the line maybe, yeah like, uh... maybe i'm not really cut out for this did, yeah. Did they, yeah. um, uh, this is obviously Miss World Japan and Miss Universe Japan. Mm -hmm. Were there a lot of mixed Japanese people, uh, in the competition or were you guys the, like, a, like a few amount or what, did you feel anything about how they wanted international faces or like half faces oh. or anything like that? Um, that's a good question. I think actually there might be more hafus in Miss Universe. There was a lot. There was, yeah. it was really international. Like there was a lot of girls who could speak English. There was a lot of mixed girls. That's where I met one of my closest friends. She's mixed Sri Lankan, Japanese. Oh, um, cool. So yeah, it was a really international group, which was really great. Mm -hmm. And I think the girl who won it that year, she was Korean American. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Korean, Japanese American. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was- Oh, Judy. Yeah. Wait, you were in the same year? Yeah. Oh I, my yeah, gosh. Like, she's my friend. <laughs> really? Judy Watanabe. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't oh, know she was what? You were in the same year? Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Look at okay. that. That's Wait, so how do you crazy. know Judy? Judy, she used to work at um, Tokyo Creative, which is a YouTube channel and company oh, that I used to She worked at for. Tokyo Creative? She did work at Tokyo Creative before, and uh, at the time, she was entering this world. Um, Do you know Tokyo Creative? It's a creative agency here. It's pretty big for the, I think, expat, not expat community, basically people who speak English but want to learn about Japan. Tokyo Creative oh. is kind of like, they make a lot of content with content mm -hmm. creators like oh, and they're kind of a, almost like a little agency for the local um japan vloggers mm. who are like kaigai muke, like they're, they make videos. How, how much do you know about the okay. YouTube, like... Japan scene. Nothing. Nothing. All right, then so, yeah, we can't drop any sense, names. Right? But, but um, a lot of the big uh, Japan YouTubers are kind of with Tokyo Creative. Oh, abroad yeah. in Japan, Chris Broad, maybe. What? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, she's on TikTok. <laughs> she's, it's the, it's she's the, too new. YouTube is. Oh man, the OGs are gonna. They 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 need to hit the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, that's the kind of company it was, and Judy was working there, so that's how I first met her. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and she was doing Miss World at that time, mm. and then I kind of was inspired to try. I think maybe from that as well. Really? So I did Miss World the year after her. And then she took a break, and then she did Miss Universe. So that was the same year as you. That's do we weird. need to get Judy on this podcast? I think we That's do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Judy she? Watanabe. Judy Watanabe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Look her up. Look her up. That's crazy. That's so cool. A very small, small world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there were a lot of halfos at that time. There was. Right? There was. Yeah. That's very cool. I think Miss Universe uh, Japan is a little bit more international, and they have a stronger focus on being able to speak English. Mm. well 
Uh, in the case of Miss World, I didn't really feel that at all. Actually, I think most of the people there were not very good at speaking. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I heard not very good. I was like, whoa, she's really throwing no, 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 no. Miss World under the bus. Fine. No, no, no. The, the contestants were fine. Oh, I was just my surprised God. how she's a most of the contestants <laughs> didn't say. really speak English. Because oh. the reason why I think this is an, um, sort of an issue is because the person who wins the national competition needs to go to the international competition. So it's kind of necessary to speak English well in order to present well your presentation about your cause and then basically perform well on the global stage. So I was like, they should focus on getting more people who are really good English speakers. There was only one other girl there who was Hafu, I think, at the time. But her, she didn't really speak English that well either because she grew up in Japan. Mm -hmm. The only other girl who was a native English speaker like me, she was a Kikoku Shijo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or a girl who is Japanese but grew up abroad in America. And she ended up winning Miss World last year. Really? Yeah, she did it again. And oh, she did it the second time and she got it. So I was like, mm, I was very proud of her. I wonder, is it, maybe they don't need, they don't want, or they're not looking for so many English speakers to differentiate themselves from Miss Universe or they want to give chance to Japanese people who you know not not everyone speaks English so maybe they're like we can't ostracize everyone who doesn't speak English. I don't know. I don't know if they actually are um, um, trying to do it that way. I think they would like to get more English speakers. I'm wondering if maybe just Miss World doesn't have as much um, people don't know it as well as Miss Universe. I think maybe the the Hafus end up going to universe. Are these pageants, are they going up in popularity or down? Like, do you have any idea? Is it the same? Question. Honestly, I I don't know. I I don't know. I remember it was like, either, real, Miss yeah. Universe was really big and now I, I don't know if I'm just getting older and not even paying attention, but I just can't tell if, is this like the way that people still want to, I don't know if there needs to be an upheaval of like how pageants are done. I mean, you were saying like bikini contests, is this necessary, right? So mm, it's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's so many, there's too much to unpack. So many things. <laughs> too much to unpack here. I think for Miss Universe, it's just a little bit too much of a tradition at this point. Mm. Like that was just how it's always been. Um, people expect the bikini and the dress, the evening gown portion of that yeah. of that competition and the question in universe, it's um, the question and answer style. In Miss World, you actually give a, a full presentation about your cause. Oh, okay. You mm. have the, the big screen, you're like PowerPoint or I oh, mean, really? what, uh, during the test, we had to do that. And then I think on the actual stage, you're, you're just giving up. A, a big speech about it basically so it's a very different style i think miss world is definitely less image focused and more cause focused so if you really care about an issue that might be the one that's better mm. to go with so i think that world is leaning toward being more modern less image focused mm. universe is still a little bit traditional i guess yeah. i'm just thinking yeah. about the platform like the platform now you know it makes sense why it existed before because of the platform but now we have social mm -hmm. media. You can have your own platform. Sharni's got her own platform that I feel like, I don't know how you feel about this, but you could do more with your own personal platform maybe than the competition. Yeah, I feel like... And you're more free to speak on behalf of what you believe. That was what I felt. I felt more freedom doing it like on my own platform. Whereas when I was like in the competition, I felt really restricted. I was, I felt like I had to be like a certain, like a certain right. shape or wear a certain... 
like outfit or talk a certain way and because they got their brand right and if you're miss universe you have to be yeah, that brand yeah yes so and this is where i don't know how, how i uh, uh, this is this relatable um do you, you guys know try guys right yes do you, yeah. do you know the try guys i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna make this example work so okay. the try guys big platform <laughs> well, gonna big in. platform right uh would not have existed without youtube and all social media they were parodied so they did a apology type video mm -hmm. for what happened with ned cheating on his wife all this stuff mm -hmm. so they had the three try guys eugene uh the other two guys uh, i forgot their name uh keith and um zach there we go <laughs> there, there we go there we go they, the try guys apologized and their apology video kind of went viral and snl saturday night live yeah, major that. media company is parodied their apology yeah. normally this would have been the other way around mm -hmm. you know snl makes something and then youtubers parody it mm -hmm. this was the like flip the other way around which is making me think okay all these traditional platforms are like on this downtrend mm -hmm. whereas you could just have your own platform and say your own thing mm -hmm. and it's at this point even bigger because you have full control over it True. you have you know your social media that you can put your own effort into it's like why wouldn't you do that instead of trying to you know join something that true you know if anything it's almost like they could be benefiting off of you joining them yes. rather than you just staying who you are that's a really good point and i think that's um well demonstrated by the fact that um when they are looking for girls to enter these pageants nowadays they do look at your social media following yeah. <laughs> see they, they know yeah they, they, they want do like not everybody who joined who is selected for the competition has a large following like that's not the only criteria but they it is a plus so if you um do fit the other criteria and you have following it's like please please join the competition yes. please and uh you know post about our sponsors and like you exactly. know exactly see you to and do. this is yeah. what i'm saying where even in jobs law and what i do i have a contract with a manufacturing company they but it's very flexible it's because people are go-getters themselves and they're working hard so it, you want some sort of talent like that, but you know that you can't like fully take it anymore. So mm. there are people, companies are more flexible with letting you have your own thing and putting some effort into their company because they know you'll do the work well or whatever. Mm, right. Yeah. I, I don't know so many things yeah, that, that I've realized I mean, like, in the past few years. But yeah, being a uh, like a freelancer and uh, I don't know, somebody who can create their own content. I think that's that's kind of where the power is nowadays mm -hmm. and i think in all forms of like traditional media are starting to shizuka make some reels yeah. <laughs> <Get>, she <laughs> just oh, down yeah, she just yeah, downloaded CapCut. Okay. yeah we need to start making the reels apparently you, you just so. did you convince yourself right now like oh yeah did you the download platform. i just downloaded oh, it <laughs> before this podcast we're telling me i need to download CapCut because it makes reels super easy apparently yes if it doesn't i'm gonna be upset it's it will don't worry um but i'll give it a try i want to make sure have uh, let's touch up on anything else okay. you missed yeah, was there anything before else that we, we missed I, there's so much i'm sorry era. you wrote so much do you, no, you can sure read it out we were kind of following yeah. through it so um was there anything else that you wanted to add on this conversation about being a hafu and growing up in australia um did i talk maybe i talked too 
oh, what did I say? I think I said like most of my experiences were like negative, but I just want to like clarify, like there's obviously like a lot of positive things mm -hmm. about being mixed and like I absolutely love it. And like for anyone who like might be listening to this, like who are younger than us, like it's definitely a great thing to be mixed. And maybe I said a few things that made it sound like I had a really kawaii saw in that childhood, <laughs> but definitely wasn't the case. Like I'm, I was very, I was a very happy kid. That's good to hear. So like you did have difficulties, but you, you came out of it stronger. Yeah. You still found the positives yeah. like, while growing up. Yeah. And, and I think it makes you embrace it. Yeah. It makes sense when you're older. And like, I know like that might suck to hear when you're young because you have, you have to wait. But for me, it made sense. Like when I was older, I was like, oh, that's why I had to go through all that. Like, mm -hmm. but some people just didn't understand. But I think like now things are changing. So yeah. That's what yeah. you call character development. Character development. <laughs> you gotta have the character development. Like, sprinkle a little yeah. bit of like tra trauma. <laughs> a bit of trauma. But mostly, mostly positive, mostly positive. Exactly. You gotta have the balance. And then you, you come out of it a stronger person yeah. and a more well rounded person, I think. Also, yeah, there's so many good things. You. Japanese food is so good. Every yeah, like, they're so like Japanese, right? and then anime. Japanese you get to live in Japan. Good. They get to do all this stuff. So yeah, being it's it's awesome. Like it is. I think once you become an adult, you can appreciate all of that mm. basically. And living in Japan, um, I mean, we didn't really have a chance to touch on that part of it, but living in Japan allows you to see another side of being hafu, and maybe you can appreciate some sides of being hafu that you couldn't appreciate when you were growing up in like yeah you know your home country where they didn't appreciate it as mm. much so it's nice to live in both countries i guess like if you're a hafu oh real that's a good question though so yeah. sharni's 24 do you still use hafu i need to ask this question oh. or are you using mixed or yeah i've been saying mixed and biracial uh, even in japanese mixed. yeah uh, okay okay usually because mixed. so actually it was my dad that said it to me but he said you're not 50% Japanese and 50% Australian. You're 100% Japanese. You're 100% Australian. So you're 200%. So you're double. Mm -hmm, so he mm -hmm. calls me double. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, okay, the double here. I yeah. refer okay. to myself as mixed or biracial just because I feel, I think half of like the word is, is just normalized in Japan. But when yeah. you think about it, it can like be dehumanizing like it's yeah. like reducing you <laughs> sorry yeah. this is called the half and half podcast no, 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 no. but but, but it's because yeah, it's yeah. like normalized in japan like it's, it right. wasn't meant to be yes yes it wasn't meant to be offensive but um, also um i don't want to go too deep into it half and half is like because it's me and she's a yeah guy. yeah so yeah. it's like half like a sandwich is so half the, the and thing half. is that like yeah, <laughs> i'm not even you want toast uh, exactly. yeah right 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 so, so but it's also halves of a whole making this podcast <laughs> still, but as individuals we're still, still hot, so we're, it's yeah, all yeah. okay <laughs> so i don't have a problem saying hafu or half japanese uh because i i don't take that as uh upon myself that i'm like lesser yeah but i also would say lately like sometimes i'll say mixed like mixed Japanese mm -hmm. or mix like in Japanese katakana just say mikusu mm -hmm. because there are people who are like three fourths, one fourth, yeah, half, yeah. Right. like or it's yeah. like so many mixes like that it's too to say half isn't even accurate so I just say mixed and it also sounds nice I think like my mixed Japanese rather yeah. than mikusu mikusu nihonjin I've just never said it before in Japanese I, it is mikusu. people say that though right mikusu. Yeah. 
Mikusu, yeah. I might try saying it. I've just been using hapu out of convenience sake, to be What's honest. What's hapa? H-A-P-A. What's that? Hapa What's that? is the Hawaiian word for it. Oh, okay. yeah. So we've got Kai <laughs> over here. He's hapa. Yes. That's what you grew up with, right? Yeah, hapa. Hapa. Hapa haoli. Because haoli is... White. White. So hapa haoli means you're half white and then mix. Yes. Hapa haoli means half white and uh, Asian. It, just any Asian, right? Or oh, Hawaii. Uh, let's just go with hapa. <laughs> just say hapa. Hapa haoli. Hapa. That's so cute. So haoli, ha- right? Oh, haoli. haoli means white. I don't know if it's cute. I think it's a little bit... Um, hapa haoli just isn't means a little derogatory? part white ancestry or origin. Oh, okay. okay he just yes. looked it up. Yeah, yeah. It sounds cute. <laughs> because it sounds like hapa. Hapa oh, yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. it's a leaf. It. Hapa is hapa leaf in is Japanese. Leaf. It yes. is kind of cute. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I grew up saying hapa, mm-hmm. and then I think when I came here, everyone was saying hapu more. So yeah. I started using hapu more. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Language That's does can like me. really dictate with a me. lot. Your surroundings definitely influence how you refer to yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only reason I say hapu is because I moved to Japan when I was in Canada. I didn't know that that was the term, I think. Did you say you're half Japanese? I just said the long form. I'm half Japanese and I'm half Canadian. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think I didn't say half Canadian because I was Canadian. Like, Canadian is not a race, it's a nationality. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'm Canadian. I just said I was half Japanese. That yeah, that's was, that, what, was, that was That was all I said. For me, too. I was, my mom's Japanese, so I'm half Japanese. Yeah. That was the, uh, yeah, that was the understanding. Yeah, same. I always said half Japanese. Mm. Interesting. Interesting okay. about the terminology. Mix. Yeah, yeah. But I have, I have started saying that a little bit more. Like cool. mixed Japanese. I'm mixed. gonna try and, and then. Are you mixed? It, it, it's all, I don't know. Mix it is Who knows? Like in a few years, people might be offended by mix because it's like a mixed salad or something. A mixed bag. Like, I don't know, mixed bag. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. mixed, mixed, mixed bag. You never know what you're gonna expect with that one. <laughs> they're, mixed bag. They're mixed up. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely something to just keep in mind about your terminology. I might try saying mix and just like see and just kind of throw it at some uh, Japanese people and see how they react. Like, you should do this. Just see, just to see. Oh, 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 Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun to just challenge those concepts and like. We have the opportunity to do that, so. We do, we do. You do, yeah, just do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I think that that pretty much covers everything that we wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, no, not everything. No. You're supposed to do the Australian accent challenge now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is that part of it? Yes. (laughs) We needed to see this. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm not. I can't do it. You know, okay, oh, Max. Can't all I know is Max, Matt, If it's gonna be a challenge, water. it can't just be me and Charlie because it's not a challenge for her. Okay, okay. Give it. us the give us the challenge here. Okay, okay you can say any word. We has to be we'll se- it has to be a full sentence. We'll try I think. and say it. Okay. Well, I got to think of something like really bogan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Even you could try. I got to think of something very large. I'm so bad at this. All right. Usually in the avo, I like to have an avocado. Oh, okay. Okay, let's stop there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, with some water. Okay. You usually in the avo. Oh no, it's already screwed. (laughs) I like to have an avo sandwich. Now it's turning British now, with a glass of water. 
water was good. The water was good. The water good. was spot on. Um, I think if it's shorter, I can maybe get it. <laughs> if it's too long, my brain is like, what, what was the... Uh, what were the what did we say? I like to have a glass of water in the avo sandwich. Avo. Avo. You know what? I watched a YouTube video trying to explain the accents and I what already forgot it. What is short for again? Afternoon. Oh, in the right. Arvar. Oh. Yes, I remember that. I heard that before. Uh, in the Arvar. What is it? They uh, The way E-R ends or something? How do you end E-R? What do you mean E-R? It all ends the same. Like, never. Uh, I never. Water. I never uh, want never. a tomato. Tomato. <laughs> I, I never. Tomato she's cringing so hard. Sharni cannot take. Tomato. I, tomato. Tomato. Okay. I never. I never want to eat a tomato. Like, My tomato. <laughs> I have a treasure in my. <laughs> treasure. No wait. Treasure. 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 Uh, treasure, yes. Hmm. Open my treasure chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> that wasn't even close, and I knew it. I'm done. I'm done. Um, I'm done. You, what you try something. Did I say last time? What in the other video? I think you said yeah. tomatoes. Tomato. 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 I'm tomato? getting confused now. Tomato. Tomato. Potato. Say, potato. Uh, all right, Shizuka, okay. you have to say that's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife. It's a what is it? <laughs> What's the whole sentence? This, this is. <laughs> you had oh, it. That's what it was. I remember. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Well, that's all right. That was pretty that was good. Pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. She's got it. This yeah, she's a a pretty good at this. That's not a knife. My turn. That's not a. <laughs> that's not a knife. A knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. It hurts me to. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. What? I'm so. What? I'm so sad. Because if it's a really, um, uh, you say it. like a like a bogan accent, I feel like they really are like nor. No, no, that's not even bogan. That's just like some areas they're really like nor, nor. I like. I like, what would you like? I don't know. <laughs> I, I like prawns. Crocodiles. I love prawns and and Australian crocs. <laughs> large, there are many large crocs in Australia. Ooh. How was that? That's all I can say. That's sort of it. And the main thing that I can say is water. Okay. <laughs> water. That's good. that's water. the one. That's the one. I'd like a I'd like a glass of water. Our Australian fans can hate I, us right now. Clear. <laughs> they're cringing so hard. I'd like a glass of water. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Nah. Yeah. 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 Nah. Oh yeah, man. Nah. Okay. Keep yeah, it. Nah. Yeah. Nah. She's nah. so good at. That. That was good. Nah. nah. I feel like if you were in a circle of Australians, you would. Just start copying what they're saying. I can, and I can do it copy very well. a little bit if there's a lot of, a lot. And this is this is another <laughs> one of Shizuka's hidden talents. It's not even that good. It's just like it's sort of in there. Yes, <laughs> but on that note, maybe we should end the podcast <laughs> with this accent challenge. To end today's podcast, to- podcast. 
podcast podcast podcast, podcast. and Thanks. i hope i hope <laughs> no thank i hope you enjoyed it thank you for being a part of this podcast thank you for having me oh it was so much fun to have you today oh thanks it was, was lovely to yeah. talk to you it was so lovely to talk to you too no, it's British again. It's like, it's like a, fine, it's a fine halfway. line between British and Australian. It's like you slowly turn into yeah, Hermione Granger <laughs> as you're talking. Harry, Harry. It, Harry. It's, just, it's, it's so nice. It's so nice to talk to you today. That's the British because I'm Hermione. Hermione <gasps> Granger. Oh, that's good. Is it See, good? This is wow, what I'm saying. Thank you. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's enough accents. can do everything. It's enough Just... accents. I need to practice more. <laughs> anyway, that's the end. We'll, we'll cut it here so we don't um, have things too long. But thank you again, Charity. So, thank you. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for coming. It was so much fun. It's been a good discussion. Uh, law, modeling beauty standards all this beauty stuff. pageants and just growing up as a health food if in you, australia yes. and in japan if you want to see more from her make sure to check out her instagram and twitter tiktok 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 and instagram that's where all the, yes. the people are now that's so all the yeah. stuff is. All the and you have a youtube memes. channel i think all of the links are on your instagram it is yeah so you can check out my instagram for my links and yeah you can probably see them there yes yes stay up on it all right, guys. Yes. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much, guys. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye. Even slow poke. <laughs> <laughs>